You're listening to Joy Goggles, a show where we tackle real issues from the perspective of our real God, hosted by your favorite sisters, Anjali Flake and Jewel Ford. In today's episode, we will be discussing spreading joy, Christian culture, and how it feels to be almost there, but not yet. Let's get it. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Joy Goggles. Joy Goggles. This is Angela <laughs> and Jewel. We are coming to you from Dallas, Texas, and we are excited for episode two. Ange, how was your day today? Today was pretty good. Do you ever have those days where you feel like you accomplished things but got nothing done? Yeah. At the same yeah. time? Like you were so busy doing things, but it only checked off one item on your list. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you had one of those days when that happens to me. I will literally write down mundane things that I've already done just so I can check it off. It I makes me feel that. better. Yeah. I so should like, try that. <laughs> for example, you showered this morning. Please write that down on your to-do list. Okay. And then like check it off okay okay i'll try it yeah try it. i think Brushed it'll my be teeth. self-affirming check. in many ways it will it really will like <laughs> whatever you gotta do to be like yes i'm out here i'm doing the stuff right hashtag adulting <laughs> man i feel like my day was pretty much the same way i sat in a coffee shop i sat in starbucks got my starbucks ordered got in a comfy chair and i was like all right here's your to-do list and I think I checked off two things. And I was in the coffee shop for a good, I don't know, two, three hours? Girl, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I need another, I need another like four hours in the day. No, I disagree with that. No? No. Because think about it. We say things like that, but we don't actually mean it. Really? We, I believe it. I believe if we had more hours in the day, we would have more hours that we could procrastinate, that we could do things other than what's on our to-do Stop. list, that we could go to more happy hours, more brunches. Let's be real. You're right. Like, what, what did you do with your extra four hours today? Slept. I slept. <laughs> I had extra mimosas. Yes, right? It's true, though. <laughs> you got to be honest. That's, that's real. Okay, I that's used real. to always wish for an extra day between Sunday and Monday. And it will be called Nunday because you couldn't do anything on that so day. So what the Sabbath originally Ooh, is supposed to be. You got me. Man. Ouch, that kind of hurt a little yo, bit. Yo, God already tried that. So why you say he tried that? <laughs> <laughs> God, you tried it. You tried to give your people rest. I'm just saying. He was like, for real, don't do anything. And we're like, wow. We're like, so does laundry count? Yeah. Does going to the movies count? Yeah. Catch up with my girl. Isn't that does funny? Does work count? Isn't that funny? And that's with anything, whether it's um, just kind of rules or social norms or even um, some of those biblical principles and ideas such as either fasting or Sabbath that we try to put so many rules and stipulations on it that it yeah. actually becomes a chore. And then more than likely, you're not going to want to do it. That is Instead so true. Instead of it truly just being something that will draw you closer to God. Yo, that has been the story, I feel like, of my devotional life for so long. Yeah. If I can be so transparent. Say more. Like... I have always seen devotional as 
set aside this amount of specific amount of time to read your Bible and to pray, right? But I feel like I was thinking about it in such rigid terms, like, okay, I'm going to open my Bible app. I'm going to have to yeah. read this day. I have yeah. to read that scripture and I have yeah. to check it off. Yeah. And then once I do that, yay, you met your quota. Yeah, you get your devotion badge. Right, right. <laughs> and then, oh man, talk about the devotion badges. Yeah. Like, And then all of a sudden it's all about getting the badge. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Confession, since you brought that up. So y'all know version Bible app, right? It's a little Bible that you get it from the Google store or you get it from the app Apple store. And whenever you open up the app each day, you get a, it's like a ticker that goes up. This mm-hmm. is your 156th day of opening <laughs> the Bible app. Y'all. Or third day. Y'all. <laughs> I started coveting. <laughs> I guess that's the word or truly opening up the app so that I didn't lose my count. Yeah. Right. And so it ended up becoming something like, Oh, let me, before I forget, let me open up the Bible app so I don't mess up my record. (laughs) And I think the highest that I ever gotten was 215 days that I opened it up and I forgot. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was a bad week. I don't know. I didn't open it up and I forgot. It wasn't even on my, on my agenda yeah, or to do or anything that I was thankful thinking of and let me tell you <laughs> when I opened up that app I got mad <laughs> and I didn't open up them app for like a month meaning I didn't really read my bible for a month I'm just being honest everybody else listening can pretend <laughs> like y'all open up your bible every day we want to talk about the cobwebs that's growing around Stop. it <laughs> but for real just I, might. my focus was so much on the counting yeah so that nobody if anybody were to I don't know if the uh, I don't elders of the church were gonna say open up your bible app so right. we can see how many <laughs> do you have a perfect days? streak do you have a perfect streak yes and it's just really unfortunate because God's looking down at me like, here she goes, y'all. <laughs> Why are we like that? We are just the most. It's so true. Now, when you were opening up your Bible app, would you just be opening it yep. and not doing the devotion? Like, yep. okay, I some opened days, it. It's counting it. Yeah, some days. Some days it was truly like, okay, let me open it up so I get the count in case I don't forget to do it later. But then Dead. there are other days where I was like, oh, let me go do my devotion. It just was kind of, I wasn't a thought. Yeah. But there were some days thinking of, like oh I need I need to do this and I even asked you want to set a reminder so that you can do your devotion every day and I was like yes that would be wonderful and in our little Christian hearts we want to believe that it's truly because you are hungry for the word of right. God and so you are fervent in your approach and your study of the word and that's why you're going to your app <laughs> wow when really you're just checking off the checklist yes it's true checklist struggles yep it's it's so true and i and who was i doing that really for right yeah, god yeah is not, it wasn't for god no he's not up in heaven he's, saying yeah. like mm, she skipped another week right and i think that's probably the issue with a lot of christians and i'll even say even millennial christians where they grew up behind a generation where church was life yeah and especially i'm just going to be transparent as a black little girl growing Mm -hmm. up in church going to a Pentecostal church yeah it was no it wouldn't be a surprise if I ended up in church like six out of the seven days a week just between just between prayer night choir rehearsal Bible study youth night 
um, then you have several services on Sunday. So it'll be Sunday school, right? Right. <laughs> and then right. you have your regular service. And then there would probably be an afternoon service if there was something special going on. There was always a reason to be at the church. And so when you're coming up behind this generation where it was like every church's life, um, there are all these kind of protocols that you have to abide yeah, by in yeah. order to be seen as right standing in the eyes of your congregation. And you grow up thinking like this is the way you have to be as a yeah. Christian. Yeah. And then you start le- learning words like legalism and this idea that this is something that man imposed on the faith and not a mandate of God. Right. And right. so um, I just believe that as as millennials are coming up, they are pushing back mm-hmm. against anything that is really tradition, yeah, um, and really thing that um, anything that relates to probably um, what's the word? Help me do it. What's the word where this idea of like I must conform in this way in order to be seen as a, a good Christian? I need mm. to dress a certain way. I need yeah. to. Um, you know, talk a certain language. Yeah. I need to know the Bible in and out in order to be seen yeah, yeah. as a good Christian. And so that's why I think a lot of these mega churches that are coming up now, they don't look like the Southern Baptist church yeah. where you have to wear long skirts and pantyhose right. and, and things like that. Instead, and, it's looking more like show a little bit of your ankle and that's okay <laughs> for the men folk out there. And we're allowed to wear like tank tops in church, like things that would just been unheard of, yeah, right? Or certainly denim. giving um, giving your tithe through the app, yes, right? Or not bringing up tithes and offering at all right. in church, right? It's and so you true. just know that there's buckets or a little kiosk in the back like you're right uh church and the quote christianese is changing yeah it truly you know? is morphing um more and more every day yeah but that's that's crazy and but. we're privileged to be a be able to see a little bit of both of that though mm-hmm. to appreciate some of the tradition that yeah in some cases could be lost yeah. Especially if you don't have a lot of elders in the church and a lot of the churches that are younger are coming up. But if you don't have a good balance, in my opinion, and it's multi-generational as well as multicultural. Yeah. I feel like you're really missing out on um, a church that truly does look like a snapshot of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about, I don't know what, you said something that made me think of this um, when we were talking about um, the reverence. Yes. Um, that's kind of like gone missing, right? Yes. Like I think a lot of the things we're talking about are good. I think they're positive the ch- to for the church, right? To kind of cancel out some of the legalism and for us to really think about why do we do the things that we do yes. in church? Is it because like that was God's design or was that man's design and our way of feeling really good about ourselves? Yes. But one of the things I do miss um, is that sense of like reverence. like. Yeah. This is the house of the Lord, and because it's the house of the Lord, there, there's a I don't a certain conduct. Is that the word I'm looking for? That happens here, right? A certain reverence, you mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. um, there's certain cultures where like you take off your shoes before you enter a house of worship, right? Yeah. Because this is a holy ground, and yeah. so just things like that. I'm like, I feel like at least for me personally, I could use more of that instead yes. of just being very, so flippant and running into my church, you know, five minutes late with my coffee in hand and just raising one hand in worship and sipping coffee at the same time. It's like, Jewel, set that down, get focused and have a reverence 
yes. for the space you're in and for the spirit that surrounds you right now, right? Yes, like, that's good. I don't know. I just think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want my church to take, to take away our coffee. <laughs> that was not my message. Um, sure, Lord, line, not us. my message. Lord, help us. Please don't take away the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, at least we're honest. God loves us anyway, right? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so let me ask you before we head to our next segment. What is a way that you felt the joy of the Lord this week? And then I have a second question. Okay. What opportunity did you have to share joy with other people? Mm -hmm. Let me answer that first one. Okay. Okay, That one sounds a little easier. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you about that. Um, I felt genuine joy, actually, when I took the time to sit in God's presence. And that sounds yeah. really like super cliche, but if I'm honest, like I don't I don't do that often. Mm-hmm. Like that authentic I'm ignoring everything around me. Yes. And I purposefully like ushering in his presence and I'm sitting in it. Yes. And I had that opportunity um this weekend spending the night at a friend's house and she just allowed for the space like there were some women in the kitchen cooking and then I and you know, laughing and talking, but there was worship music going on in the background. And like, for some reason, like my heart just was clinging to that worship music. And I just took time to just be in that space. So I kind of like uh, isolated myself a little bit from the, the group, kind of, you know, just made a couple of steps into the living room and just like, just sat in that presence. Yeah. And I, it was so amazing. Like, I feel like what a difference that made in my thinking and in my mood that day and it, it really was like a source of joy and I was like why is this so challenging for you to do like I have thoughts of like hmm, I kind of want to read my word or I feel deprived of my word this week or I just want to sit with Jesus I have these thoughts frequently I do nothing about them yeah yeah and I don't know why yeah but it, it really did offer me like mm, good joy yeah well in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. It's the fullness so of joy. So that's a promise. <laughs> You're right. That is a promise. Man. Yeah. And what about a way that you had the ability to spread joy with others? No. Um, no. Okay, no, sorry. Let me think about it. That one's, a, <laughs> okay. that one's a hard one for me. I don't... Hmm. Well, if you don't know that I'm going to say mine, we recorded our first podcast last week and we had sent out the, the initial one to a group of close friends and family just to get their honest feedback on the recording and let us know things that we could improve on moving forward. And everybody's feedback was just so genuine and beautiful. And they talked about how much we made them laugh. So if you couldn't remember one, I had to share that one. Oh, that's a good one. Mainly because this is something that in some regards is out of our comfort zone, <laughs> just because this uh, requires a lot of focus and intentionality and yeah. strategy and um, and especially us working together to create something like that yeah. is something out of our comfort zone. Because I'm typically the type A person to make sure everything's planned, structured and organized where Jewel is... Uh, I am not. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to make it graceful, but yes, nah. basically she's not. 
I fly by the seat of my pants in like everything practically. So, but we love it. Thank you. And we love you. <laughs> Welcome back. It is now time for us to get into our topic of the day. Topic of the day. Topic of the day. So, in all honesty, I struggled earlier this week. Why? I struggled today. Well, I struggled because of my breast wound. Okay. And let me explain explain what that means <laughs> okay. and then my thinking behind it. I just wasn't You're- ready. <laughs> Y'all, this don't get rehearsed, so whatever flies out of my mouth, she's just like, all right. uh, Welcome to my life. Please save me. (laughs) She is telling the whole truth. I'm no better. Let's be honest. Let me back it up because I know that sounded so crazy. So for those listening who do not know us, I am currently fighting stage four cancer, right? But you are healed in Jesus' name. I am healed in Jesus' name. Stand in agreement with us that she is completely healed in Jesus' name. Amen. I appreciate those prayers and you standing in agreement with me because I know that's the whole truth. So one of the ways uh, I was initially diagnosed at age 30 in 2017, right? And went through a year's worth of chemotherapy and two surgeries and radiation, right? And then I had about six months of remission. Yay. And then it came back. Oh, no. And it came back as stage four. And it had metastasized not only coming back in the breast, but metastasized to my brain, to my lungs, to my liver, and to the bone, right? This thing was just like popping off all throughout the body. Well, one of the things that happened the second go around is it manifested itself physically on the outside of my breast. So meaning it started to eat away at her flesh. Exactly. It literally was eating away at my flesh and it came about as being something like really small at first. Like, huh, that looks odd. What is that? And then all of a sudden my, my breast became really bumpy. There was Mm -hmm. bumps all over it. That's weird. It started turning into other things that we don't need to talk about for yeah. those who maybe cannot stomach I don't the reality. want to scar you. Yeah. You just met me. <laughs> <laughs> I will choose a later date. Yeah, let them get comfortable. Let them right? get comfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let them take. They, they don't even have their shoes off yet. I know. Yeah, right. You gotta like, wait. <laughs> I'll wait till you hold comfortable. So all that being said. I have a wound on my breast. There is no skin. That's pretty much all you need to know. I told you that I first got my diagnosis in 2017. I was 30. I am now 33. It's 2019. I have days where I'm like, I am tired of this. Yes. I am so tired of this. We are praying for my healing. We're believing for the healing. And this week I was just like, I'm really tired of this wound. Now, mind you, I'm almost there. I can taste it. I can see it, right? Like the wound is getting smaller. There's new skin forming. Like I can now lay um, on my stomach for short periods of time. I can roll around. And y'all, there was a day 
there was a day where I couldn't even sleep sitting up. Yeah. I could not lay flat on my back and I would have to sit up in our living room to go to sleep. So things are clearly happening, which is wonderful news, right? And I still find myself in this place of like, I'm so close. I'm so close to being where I want to be in this healing process, yeah. but I'm not there yet. Right. And it's like a really, really frustrating feeling at times, thinking like, I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm almost there, but not yet. Right. Not right. yet. You keep waiting. Right. Keep waiting. Keep waiting. And it's like, how long can you do that for? Right? Like, I thought I was almost there two years ago, and I wasn't. So what does almost even mean? Like sometimes I have that conversation with God, like it's coming, right? When we think about like the seasons of our life, when we think about the coming goodness that we're praying for, right? For whatever it is, for some of you, it might be healing. For some of you, it might be um, getting pregnant, having children. For some of you, it might be that job promotion, whatever it is that you're hoping and praying for. Yeah. Right. We all have that feeling of like, I, we've been there where we're like, I think I'm so close. Right. And God really confirming that through his actions and through his word. And then you realize you look up and you're like, okay, why is it two years later? Why is it three years and four years later? Yeah. And it's hard because you realize like your timeline, it's not, it's not his timeline no. at all. <laughs> and that's sure a hard isn't. thing to deal with. <laughs> really hard <laughs> this is me finding the joy of the lord who is my strength in her in that laughing, awkward chuckle in that awkward laugh <laughs> because it, it's true and we all have our almost and not yet and it could even shift depending on the season of life you're in yeah right um like for me when i think of almost not yet i think of marriage i have wanted to be married even before i wanted to be a mother i wanted to be married for as long as i could remember yeah. And this even goes to my childhood because I didn't have a a lot of positive role models when it came to healthy marriages. I saw divorces. I saw domestic violence. I saw uh, matriarchs of the family who couldn't keep relationships mm-hmm. um, with men. I saw um, multiple divorces. I saw molestation and abuse, right? But I would watch shows. I'd watch the Cosby's, right? And the you would see um, Cliff and Claire yeah. Huxtable. Yeah. And you would see Family Matters, right? Yeah. And you see Harriet and Carl. Yeah. And you would see um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right. Uncle Phil, and Aunt Vivian. And Aunt Viv. Right? Man. And so you would see all of these beautiful representation, not to mention Disney, not to mention all the rom-coms in the world. <laughs> Of what it would be like to ha- do life with yeah. another person. Yeah, media will make you feel some way about yes. love. <laughs> yes, it's so That's true. Real. It's so true. And so for me, I have always yearned for and desired a partner and uh, someone to be a witness to my life. Mm-hmm. And if children were a part of that, this is my story. This is other people's story. If children were a part of that, wonderful. But it was never... Uh, I, I wasn't one of those people like, oh, I just can't wait to be a mother. Yeah. Uh, maybe because I'm the baby of the family. Maybe because I have 33 nieces and nephews and nine great nieces and nephews that there's not that urgency. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if that's something that is birthed out of love, then wonderful. Bring it, right? right. Bring it on. And so unlike other people, especially other people in my community who had e- at least been in dating relationships, I had never even been in a dating 
relationship. But early on, I remember being about 21 or 22. And by that time, I had already seen so many broken relationships in my friends um, that led to pregnancies, that led to miscarriages, that um, led to abusive relationships. And I told God, I was like, I want the person that I date to be my husband. Yeah. Whoever I date. That's real. For him to be my husband. And at the time, I didn't know <laughs> that it meant that, okay, but you got to wait for a while. <laughs> if I would have known like, what I I should have put some stipulations yeah, on that prayer. Exactly. I exactly. I should have made some special requests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the first date I've ever, like official date I've ever been on is with, um, my boyfriend now, and he's really my preonce. You guys know what a preonce is. It is the <laughs> the um, step in between, like boyfriend and really serious. Like everybody knows you're gonna get married, right? But it's not been official yet. Like and your Pinterest board's ready. Yeah, <laughs> it's been ready for a while though. But <laughs> it's amazing how much it shifted once he came into my life oh, because you right. have this idea of what you would desire, what you want until. Now this person that has been without a face is suddenly in front of you. Yeah. And, um, but okay, he finally came. He didn't come until I was in my thirties and well, actually when I was 30, he came, but then it's like, oh, wrench (laughs) in the story. Um, he's going to be incarcerated for almost five years. And it's a question of like, well, is the everything that I felt before and all the I love you's and you know God sent you in my life for a reason and Song of Solomon I found the one who my soul loves is that going to be truth Hmm. is that going to be a place that I am truly operating in unconditional love as God calls us to first of all as Christians and brothers and sisters of Christ or am I going to be like "Mm, I didn't sign up for that yeah yeah (laughs) and so I had a decision to make and I am so glad that I chose to, with the help of the Lord, stay and walk beside right. him, knowing that we are truly living this almost and not yet, yeah. as as you would say. And especially me, it's being the, being the planner that I am. Once he came into my life, and he was somebody who I had known since I was a little girl. So we're talking about knowing him for 25 years. And I know his family, love his family. Um, His sisters and I were close when we were growing up. We went to the same middle school and high school. We went to the same church. Um, His mother was my Sunday school teacher. So it's like ticking off all the boxes, right? But just like any of us, you know, there's flaws or there are things that, you know, you do. And now you have to live with consequences. And then there's the brokenness of the justice system. Yeah, there's so many things in play. And it really was a thing of God saying, I know you have your plans, right. but slow your roll, homie. I am God. Yeah. <laughs> you are not. And who are you trust and believe? All you, those plans that you had, yeah. like, who gave you those plans? Yeah. I didn't give you I any of those plans. You. Even scripture says that a man will make plans in his own heart, but God orders his steps. Man. And I am a perfect representation of that. You are a perfect representation of that because we also are in this place of having to grieve what we thought our life would be at this point. And it's a true grieving process, which is really weird, right? Like, how did you set something up in your brain that now requires you to mourn it, but you do mourn it? I mourn the timeline that I had for myself. I was not supposed to be here at 33. Yeah. By any stretch. I don't... Right. I don't know. Would you imagine having a sister bestie roomie 
at the age that you are? No. <laughs> this no. is college stuff, right? This is college stuff. <laughs> and the weird part is, like, I didn't get it. I don't know. Maybe that's God, like, also doing some restoration. Because while I did have roommates in college, I did not have this. True. Like, the ability, the, the things that we have the ability to do, number one, because we're adults, right? Yes. Um, and number two, because now I'm a sane adult who knows the Lord, who has done a lot of growing, right? Like, I'm a different person now than I was in college, right? Yes. So I didn't have the ability to, like, live this dope of a life True. with roommates. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Back in college. We are I mean, pretty awesome. We're, I mean... Friends ain't got yeah. nothing on us. Nah. Living single ain't got nothing nah. on us. <laughs> like, we, we, go, we go in. Yes. I, I, I do, like... Living single, though. No, I no. Mean, we are living a single, single in a 90s kind of world. I got, I got my girl. Oh, put your head up, boy. What? Put your head up. That's right. Y'all know y'all don't know that part either. Don't even come at me. Y'all know y'all don't know that part. Oh. We don't let that just stay put. Yeah. That's a, that's a moment when you just need that track right there with you to remind Man. you of the next words. Yeah. Man, because yeah. I don't know it. I don't know it. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, the timeline will mess a person up. It will. And you're right. You do have to mourn that timeline. Cause and the timeline will give you unrealistic expectations of who God is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because when you mm. set a timeline line down, if it doesn't come to fruition, we look to God and say, have you forgotten me? Wow. You look to God and say... Um, do you even hear me? Yeah, you don't you, hear me. You don't love me. Right. You don't care. Right. You and that's what about the enemy me. uses. He yeah. uses that um, to really penetrate mm. into the depths of our heart. Yeah. Right. Because mm. when you start talking about those heart desires, those heart desires that you don't even share with some of your closest friend and maybe not even your spouse. Yeah. Because it may be even too hard to talk about. Yeah. Like we know so many people in our life who are struggling with infertility right now. Yeah. And yeah. who want families and who've been praying for families and who are going to the foot of the cross. Yeah. As often as they can in order to petition on behalf of this child that they're believing yeah. that will be in their arms. Right. And then we have other friends who are also waiting on mates and who are trying to live their best life that is pleasing to the Lord, but that yeah. is also filled with service toward others so that their singleness is not in vain. Yeah. Or people who are like Jewel who are waiting for healing or there's financial um, hardship after financial hardship, like no matter what their stories are, that they were waiting for a divine manifestation mm -hmm. of the reality of their prayers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the Bible is filled with examples with of that. that. Filled with it. But we'll read those stories and somehow disconnect ourselves. Yeah. We somehow disconnect our stories and say, oh, well, that was a different time. Yeah. Or, oh, um, it, Sarah knew that she was going to be. Yeah. No, she didn't. She laughed at God. Yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be with child. Do you know how old yeah. I am? <laughs> I think many times we actually see the Bible as an exaggeration as opposed to truth and fact. Ooh. I really do. Say I think that. we I think we see, see those numbers about how long people waited and um, how long people struggled and how they were in the wilderness for forty years and like we hear those numbers. Yeah. And I don't think we really take that in. Yeah. Can you imagine right now? Right. We're both in our thirties. Can you imagine right now going into a forty-year wilderness? Wait, what? Can you imagine that? 
So in my 30s. Yeah, going, going into. into. No. no. Coming out 70s, would you still believe that God had a purpose and plan for you in your 70s? Wow. I struggle. Right? I struggle. I mean, we act like Moses was 12 doing all this stuff. Right. Homie was old. That's why he never saw the promised land. Right. What about that? That, Right? Yeah. You are used as a vessel of God. You are used to deliver people from the hands of Pharaoh. The children of Israel needed to go to the promised land. That is what the commandment was for the Lord. Yeah. From the Lord. And they witnessed miracle after miracle after miracle of his provision. Him seeing all of that. But... As a result of the sin and the disbelief and the disobedience of the children of Israel as their leader, he had to endure. He had to endure with them. Well, I can't even imagine going I, around and around no. and around and around. I have an attitude thinking about it, <laughs> which is I'm so serious. But really? Which is crazy because we, you know, always reading like Exodus, I'm always baffled, right? Yeah. When, and then you step back and you go, no, but I am the Israelites. Yes. Right? I'm, I'm just as crazy. We all are. You yeah. know, we all are. And that's, that's you know, part of the beauty of that book. But like right now, sitting here, you saying that I have a straight attitude. Yes. Y'all, I'm supposed to be in the promised land. Right. I'm whole old. <laughs> it is my time. <laughs> Almost not yet. Pull it together because right. I'm trying to come at my blessing. It's right. so true. And it's like, and and not even just that, also thinking that even in that, God is still good. Yeah. So regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how we feel in any given moment, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what we're still waiting for. Yeah. It does not negate his goodness. Wow. And that he is a fulfiller of promises. Yeah. And whether, frankly speaking, you receive your healing on this side of heaven or the other side of heaven He's still good. Wow. It's so crazy that you said that because, so you guys know about the Echo Prayer app. You can download it on your phone and basically put in prayer requests for people, Mm -hmm. um, any prayer request, and um, you can either set it to where it's going to remind you randomly throughout the day to pray for those things, or you can um, like press the start button and it's going to do a scrolling across your screen of all those prayer requests so that way you remember them, right? It's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. So I just picked this thing back up and started looking through it when I was putting prayers in there and everything. And I realized like some of these prayers have come to fruition because I haven't used the app in like uh, maybe over a year. Right. That's powerful. And I was looking at a prayer for a young woman who had cancer Mm -hmm. and she's no longer with us. So she passed away from it. Yes. And it was so crazy because I was looking at it and there's an, in the app, there's an opportunity to either delete a prayer or you can check off that the prayer has been answered. Oh, that's good. And I sat there and I just looked and I said, no, the prayer was answered. Yes, it was. And so I Thank clicked you, Jesus. the, I clicked it off. You know, it was like God saying, I did heal her. Yes. I healed her just on this side of heaven. Right. On the other side of heaven. Right. But she is, she is healed. She yeah. is no longer suffering. Right. She's no longer going to those doctor's appointments. She's she's completely healed yeah. um, in Jesus name. And I had to come to come to terms with that because at first I was like, oh, I don't know, a prayer request that never got answered. Right. And I was like, wait, 
it got answered. Yeah. And he's still good. Yes. Even if that was the way That's he so wanted good. to answer it, right? It wasn't how I was praying that he'd answer it, but he's still good because he still answered it. Amen. And she is still healed. Amen. Amen. You know, so. And I love that because I don't know how often any of us are really good on rejoicing and then recounting all of the answered yeah. prayer requests. Right? Because it's so easy to fill up the list of prayer requests. Right. And then we struggle when somebody says, give me a praise report. Yes. Right. Yeah. But if it's a prayer request, girl, let me tell you, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. Oh, and I forgot about this. Let me tell you about this. But how much can we also rejoice on even the things we forget about? I on woke up this morning. Things. I woke up this morning. Yeah. We all have something to rejoice. And in about. Dallas, this is something to rejoice in. We didn't get in a car accident today. Yo. It's so real that I, our insurance skyrocketed uh, car insurance skyrocketed once we moved to dallas Y'all. because the amount of accidents that happen in the metroplex is astronomical and they're not normal accidents no. you've noticed they're like they're like oh hey look that car's upside down yes and then turned backwards yes and flipped on the other side of the median like what yes it is it is shut down all four lanes and the, since the car flipped over the median, Man. it's also shut down lanes on the other side. We keep ways busy. And it is by the grace of God that he has protected us this yeah. far. And we are just yeah. so grateful for that. And, you know, I just am, am completely in awe of who God is, even in this moment. Because the things that you pray for, they surprise you often for how they manifest Hmm. because God, I asked for more time in my schedule, but I didn't know that meant that I would be laid off of work. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. God, I, I asked that you would give me more patience, but I didn't know that that meant that more would be put on me. On you. But then I'd, and I'd have to release that to you. So you can practice patience. Exactly. Right. You need a test. Yeah. And you know, it's so good because at any moment God can truly shift you from a time of waiting to when you are fully walking out Hmm. your prayer requests. Right. 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 And And at any moment, at any moment, at any moment, it's it's like a shifting. And that's what Mm -hmm. I feel like. Even when I think, about my boyfriend coming out of prison, I believe that it's just going to be a shift that happens in the atmosphere and that just suddenly he'll come home, Yeah. right? And I also have to believe that for my faith to be continually renewed Yeah. because it's so easy to look at what's happening in this world, look what's happening in this justice system that is not working for us, is working against us. When I look at political leadership, it's so easy to be overwhelmed by all the things that are broken. Mm. But I have to acknowledge that there is still a God who is on the throne, who is capable of doing exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think Mm. according to the power that is working in and through us. That's good. Amen. That reminds me of um, the message that you text me, Anjale, that says at any moment, God can shift you from waiting on it to walking in it. Yeah. And that's so true. I needed that reminder as I was, you know, so frustrated about like the state of my healing. And the crazy part is, it's like, that's how all the blessings have been. It was like a sudden shift. Um, I'll never forget when uh, I was sitting up in bed and I was all cranky and I was irritated. And I was like, Anjali was like, why don't you just, lay down 
And I looked at him and I said, I can't lay down. It hurts yeah, to I lay down. Yeah, I had to treat you like a toddler. Right. Take a nap. And like, <laughs> yeah, she was like, just lay down. And for some reason, instead of doing like the, well, you know I can't lay down. Because it was very much so known that I couldn't lay on my back uh, because of the damage done. And for some reason, I was just like, okay. And I laid back. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my gosh. I can lay on my back. Yeah. I didn't know so I So good. Like I I had been praying for this thing. I had been praying for the healing. And all of a sudden like the healing was upon me and I didn't even know it. Like I was like I wonder how long I probably was able to do this but never thought to test it out, right? For the fear that it would hurt, for the fear of the pain, right? I never thought to test it out. And it's like, "Oh my goodness, he's he's still He's still giving us the steps yes. towards the blessing that we're seeking, right? Yes. He's still giving that in those really tiny, small shifts. So I feel like sometimes I just have to tell myself, like, Jewel, you're you are so upset that you haven't woken up to like this new body, right? Yeah. That you're that you're praying for. But in reality, you've woken up to a little bit more skin. Those blood cell counts being a little bit higher. Yes. The cancer cells be disappearing just a little bit. Yes. Right? And like those are still victories. Like maybe almost not yet isn't how I should be looking at things at all, really. Like maybe it's really God saying, like, I'm doing it. Right. You know? Right. It's already here. It's already here. Yeah. It's not a not yet. It's like it's 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 here. Oh, you know, with you saying that, you know what it reminds me of? What? That is so good. It rem- I am a event planner. It makes me think of any event that you've ever been to that you've been invited to. When you get there, the stage is already set. The wedding decorations are already up, but you've been waiting for it to happen. But there have been preparations for that day for months, maybe even years, depending yeah. on the circumstances. So yeah. when you get there, it's finally arrived for you. But it is was already waiting for you. It's already there. Wow. So God is just waiting for you to get to the place where he already is. Just like heaven, right? It's already prepared for us. I like that. It's already prepared. I like that. And so he's just waiting for the appointed day yeah. for us to be reunited with him in the place that he's prepared oh, for us. That's so good. I'm loving that visual. And so I have a challenge for you guys. And I, first of all, just thank you guys for listening. But one thing that I would encourage you to do is find more reasons to rejoice. Hmm. And when you've find yourself getting into a headspace where it's negative, you feel down, you feel like you've woken up and on the wrong side of the bed, as they say, and you just feel that spirit of negativity on you. Find a reason to rejoice. Find a reason to rejoice. That's good. Find a reason to rejoice. You have something to be thankful for. And sometimes you just need to say those things out loud to remind yourself of everything that God has brought you through. And sometimes it doesn't need to be anything big. Just what has he done for you from the time that you woke up into that point in time? And if we would be careful to be more thankful, 
to be more present in the reality that God is with us at every moment of the day, Hmm. then the enemy won't be able to attack us in the way that he does. That's good. I'm loving that. All right. On that note, that sounded like our challenge for the week. I'm going to take it to heart. You guys, I pray that you do too. And I am going to pray us out of episode two. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all who are listening, O oh God, who are near and far, O oh God. I pray blessings over their life. I pray that you will speak to them in the space of almost not maybe. Lord God, I pray that you give them encouragement throughout the week, that they are there, they have arrived, and that you are with them, and you are plugging in to their desires of their heart. Lord God, I pray for those who do not know you, that they come into knowing you and that they see the Jesus winks this week. Lord God, bless your name. Thank you, O God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Congratulations, you've survived another episode of Joy Goggles with your favorite sisters, Jewel and Angela. We're always so delighted that you choose to spend even a portion of your day with us. If there was something that inspired you or made you laugh, share it with someone else. Follow us on social media to continue the conversation. Our Instagram handle is Joy Goggle Podcast. And until next time, find a way to spread joy. Be blessed.